0: All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the 67th episode of the Get Down. My name is Cream. Gary W. here. We're starting off this episode. It, it's a tumultuous day out here. First and foremost, Gary's <laughs> been traveling. He's been home at his house in Florida for like two days. I don't know, out it of was, the last like I month. Had a,
1: I had a three day vac- vacation at home. Um, I, I've, I've slept in my own bed. Two days, and I don't know. I think it's been a handful of days since December second. Honestly, what? I don't even know what day it is. Listen, this such as life out here, you know. I travel. We got a lot going on, uh, and so I was. I came in sluggish into the uh, into the office to record, coming off like five different forms of transportation, and then found out about you know our our first topic, <laughs> and. Um, it has reinvigorated me and given me some energy in life because yes, I'm really same. excited to hear because I haven't even really heard the whole thing. This person who we're going to put on blast here, um, I kind of want to like dig into his Instagram while we're doing this live just to just to kind of have a live reaction uh, to who, th- who this person is. Um, but I- I'm going to let you take the stage here. And gonna, uh, Because yeah. I know that your DMs have been blowing up. I just <laughs> I just watched your story of you uh, telling uh, a tidbit of the story and and what's going on. So go ahead. Yeah, so I I, hear I, about
0: this. I, I, I'm going to first say welcome to anyone who's not listened to the Get Down podcast because <laughs> anyone that's checked out my Instagram story today has been like blowing me up like, yo, you got to tell me who it is. And so we, I said to Gary, I'm like, let's reveal who the DJ is on the podcast so people can come check out the show who might have never checked the show out. So this is the Get Down podcast. It's two DJs, producers that talk about stuff that happens in nightlife, stuff that happens in our DJ sets, and then ways that we can help DJs to kind of overcome the same situations through our experiences and, and kind of help other DJs grow their business you know, market themselves and do all these things. So that's what we do here. So this morning... This is
1: usually also... Hold on. This is usually recorded earlier in the week. So I feel like karma is a bitch for this person because we're recording it on a day that we never, ever record it. Um, because of my... I, I was on, like like I said, mini vacation and my travel schedule. So... And we didn't put one out last week. So it's imperative that we put one out this week. Um, so I, I think just the karma aspect of this and the timing of it is so... Ironic, maybe, or it's just this is the way it should be. Yeah. So, anyway, go ahead. So this morning I woke
0: up. There was a bunch of edit packs that I had downloaded over the course of the last week. And Thursday is usually my day to download, organize music, and prep for the weekend for the gigs. Right. So I'm going through these edit packs, and I'm like, "Man, this sounds really familiar." Actually, I think I did an edit of these, this vocal and this, uh, and this instrumental, and it was um, "Leave the World Behind," Swedish House Mafia vocal. And it was with, um, like a, I guess, an Electro House instrumentals uh, by Sky called Quiggin. And the vocals were pitched down, and it was chopped up in such a way, and the instrumental was chopped up in such a way that it was like very recognizable for me. Because I never remember any of my edits. My own, our own DJs can be playing my tracks, and I, it'll take me 10 minutes to realize that that was my song in the first place. So I'm like, I definitely did this. Let me go look in Serato and see like how similar they are. And I'm looking and I'm like, yo, they're pretty similar. Like, and then I'm like, wait a second. They're like it, really similar. Like, are they did the same? Did you play them? Did you play them next
1: to each other in Serato?
0: Yeah. So I don't, I don't have a DJ set up at my house at the moment. No, you could
1: just, you could just do it. Yeah. So it's channel, channel two or whatever you could you, do. It. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I lined them up and I'm like, dude, the waveforms exactly the same. And anyone who has my music, my waveforms are not like super slam. They're, they're if anything, they're a little smaller than a lot of the other DJs that put out edits. I just think it creates a cleaner, a cleaner sound. I could still get the volume I want. So then, you know, it's three minutes and 41 seconds. What is his edit? Three minutes and 41 seconds. I have a very distinct way of labeling my edits where it's, you know, Swedish house mafia with an X and then the next artist and then an X and then the next artist. He had the exact same label. And the only difference was this person's name mashup and then cream edit, it, whatever cream Quiggan at it is how I named it. So I hit up some of our DJs and they're like, yo, I think it's the same. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's the same too. So then I started the whole Instagram thing and like a million people came out of the woodwork. <laughs> it, it was like entertaining to me. I wasn't mad. Like, I don't care. It's a fucking edit. I'm not making money off it. Like if someone's right. going to steal my shit, it's like, you're, a, I don't know, that's whack to me. Like that's never something I would ever do. I don't, it's not even original music or a remix. Like it's just an edit. Like, I, I don't know. That's lame as fuck to me, but it's, it's lazy. It's yeah, lazy. It's, it's lazy. And it's just whack. Like I never understand that. I just what's never even get
1: more? It. What's even more lazy is that he didn't even take the, the the 15 seconds that it would take to switch around the labeling. I, yeah. You I know guess what if I mean? you're going to steal
0: it, you just steal
1: like, it. If I'm going <laughs> to, if I'm stealing something like, in, in, like that, I'm switching everything around and, and just making it to where like you would even question it more. Like you're questioning, questioning it now and multiple people have listened to it. And the, the way you do, you do have a unique stamp on the way you, you write your labels out. Um, because we obviously have coached DJs up into trying to do a similar, similar thing. Um, so to just blatantly just take your name off and just put his name on is just mind blowing to me. Like, yeah, you've already saved yourself the couple hours it would have taken to make the edit. Just take the extra fifteen seconds to relabel it anyway. To try- also, to
0: kind- something else that I that I've done in the past, and and I don't care if any other DJs do it. I often play the the, the edits that these that when the people do this, but. Like I've, I've taken an edit that someone else created and maybe shortened it or took some of the vocal out or whatever, just created something that would work in my sets. Right. And then just, just put like Swedish house mafia times sky times cream. And like, I don't give a fuck. That's fine. Just give me the credit that I, that I created this edit and I'm good. I don't care what you do. Yeah. 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 So, like, something super simple. It's just weird to me. But so, you know, I've gotten, like, 100 and something DMs. Everyone's hitting me up, like, who was it? Or people taking guesses. There were some really funny guesses because I just think back to, like, other instances of, like, people stealing music and, like, the fights I've seen on on social media. Um, Okay. Cedric Gervais was a big one that people threw out there. Really? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, Olive Oil and Pat C., both hit me up separately and was like, yo, we just had the exact same problem with this person on the exact same pack where they did the same thing and just took their, uh, I can be the one into tremor edit. That's actually on the get down edit pack, which is even crazier to me that. Yeah. Something that we're putting out, you're taking and putting your own name on, like which is crazy.
1: Yeah. That's crazy.
0: It's just, I, I don't, I don't know what, so Pat, Patsy and Olive Oil got back to me. They're like, "Yo, we talked to the guy, and he said that he has like a ghost producer that's doing this stuff, and apparently he's just stealing people's music." I hit the guy up. He hasn't hit me back yet. So like I was I was waiting to like really destroy him because I wanted to see what he was going to say, but he hasn't said anything yet. So the moment you've all been waiting to hear, the DJ who producer who stole my music, Olive Oil and Patsy's music, is Funk D. He's well known in the mashup and edit world. I play a bunch of his stuff, like i he makes good edits. um maybe they weren't his <laughs>
1: right I, exactly. <laughs> You're playing somebody else's with his name on
0: the wall other than just from like the the music world, and he plays right. a lot of big shows. he's played big festivals. hes played all over the world. Name a city, like he's played it. so he's a big d j and producer. He's got record signs on Armada, like Smash, I think Smash the House. Or he's got a bunch hold of. Hold on, stuff.
1: hold on, hold on. Let me show you something too, though. See, see how your bio's written? Yeah. This is gonna be pure irony.
0: Why? He has the X's or something the same as me? I mean, that's kind of standard. I don't, I'm not gonna. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying because I was flipping back and forth between both of your Instagrams. And I'm like, oh, look at this. <laughs> That's funny.
0: So like at the end of the day, I don't care really. It's it's more funny to me than like, it doesn't hurt my feelings or make me mad. And like, everyone's like, yo, you should fucking kill. Like, I'm not going to kill the guy, whatever. If he if he wants to jump on the podcast and like, what well, we could talk about it or defend himself or, uh, you We'd know, love if he to wants hear to like, from hit him. me up, I don't care.
1: would love to hear from him. And, and some food for, for thought for him would be, if I'm a big enough DJ to where I'm traveling so much and I need somebody to ghost produce for me, do your homework and make sure that these ghost producers aren't stealing other people's edits. Especially, you know, you're on a decent amount of um, of record pools. Number one, uh, a good amount of festival DJs have played your edits. Number two. Uh, and number three, you have a sorry. Very all good. I'm, you try, ha- I'm trying to you, pull them up on SoundCloud. You do slam radio mixes once a month that get played over in Europe. Like, and your stuff's on there. Like, I'm not saying DJ Cream is worldwide here, but I'm saying in the mashup world, your music gets around. So you really need to to, to be diligent when you're going to slap your name on something that you didn't produce because you hired a ghost producer um, it's it's because your name's on it. You're responsible now, you right. know, it's just
0: like when you hire anyone or you work with anyone like for get yeah, down, exactly. for example, any DJ that we hire is representing us, right. Representing you, representing me, representing the get down brand. So sure. Have people messed up in the past and done something wrong and it looks badly on us, of course. But in this particular situation, I think, If you're hiring someone to make music for you where your name is going to go on it, number one, I'd be pretty heavily involved in that. I would never do that, but I would be heavily involved in the process. And I would lay out some pretty strict guide rules as far as as what is okay and what's not. I don't know. Maybe you don't even think that someone's going to steal other people's music and put your name on it. So I I guess maybe I understand from that perspective, you don't think someone's going to do that. But maybe you hired the wrong person or didn't do the right I don't know the the right background it's, checks or
1: whatever. It's pure laziness for multiple reasons here. Uh, but the main one is an edit. It's this isn't hard to come up with an idea. All you got to do is come up with the idea, give that ghost producer the idea and just have them bang it out. Right. If you're if you're so lazy that you can't even come up with two songs to mash up or three songs to mash up, I I don't know, you shouldn't even be hiring anybody to do this shit because it's you have to be inspired by you know when you're playing a song and another song you're like oh this this will sound good together you have to be inspired enough to like write that stuff down and think it's important enough to write that down and then pass the work off at least it's then your idea yeah you didn't have to produce it you know
0: i mean listen not for nothing there is a ton of this happening i i know there there's a ton of of edit edit guys who are on getting paid to make edits for various sites that I know for a fact have other DJs or producers make music that they then put their name on for a couple of reasons. Right? So the, the, the record pool artist can make money number one. And then the other artist who's making the music who might not be as well known can get their, their name and their track on various record pools, you know, like using a, a bigger edit artist name to help you grow your name is not a bad thing. You know, I don't do that, but that's just me. I, I know a lot of other people who have done that, but.
1: Right. I mean, listen, I gave Angelo an idea last week and he banged a mix out and, you know, he banged it out. And I sat here and just told him what, what I thought needed to be done. And he just did it because it would take me three days where it would took took him an hour, you know. Right. But we've done that a million times and it's a million
0: times just because you're not actually at the computer doesn't mean that you're not using your production skills and your ear to help curate the song. Like just because I'm sitting here on Ableton doesn't mean that you're not producing the song as well.
1: And but you're that's involved what I in the mean, whole process. That's what I mean about your, that's pure laziness, not even to come up with the idea. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta do some, something. So it, it's a fine line. Um, it's not a fine line. It's it's, this is pretty, it's pretty finite. Just don't be fucking lazy and, and do your homework and do due diligence and stop slapping your name on shit. That's not yours. It's just funny to me.
0: It's, it's funny to me. It, it was my entertainment for the day. Like I was literally going to sit here and just make music and organize music all day. And like, then this kind of took over part of my morning and it, it, it got I'm, me, it got me I'm, invigorated.
1: I'm happy. It, you know, I'm happy it did because like I said, I, I was feeling sluggish, but I'm I'm, fired up after that not 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 in a mean or a mad way but just
0: yeah so listen to have fun if if you want to go listen and make the the judgment for yourself um my edit is oh god what's it called it's called leave the world behind you cream quiggin edit um and his is whatever leave the world behind you funk d mashup or something like that it's on his latest edit pack Listen, go give him a follow. Go download his pack. It's on there. It's, yeah. It just came out four days ago. That's why I have it. I saw it pop up on, on SoundCloud. I downloaded it because I follow him.
1: All right. Awesome. So let's put both. Uh, I'll put both those uh, songs or links to those songs in some in some fashion. Listen, uh, go follow me on SoundCloud. Can.
0: Let's go. <laughs> I put edit packs on right. there all the time.
1: Yeah. So if you if you want to do, you know, I'll put, I'm, I'm going to even put, I'll put functies and I'll put your SoundCloud in the show notes. Yeah, let's go. go. Go follow the guys. Go take a listen, and then we, we want to hear in the comments below whether you're listening on YouTube or Apple Music or whatever you're listening to it on Spotify. Uh, we we want to know in some capacity. Uh, find find somewhere to comment and and let us know what you think.
0: All right, so let's put a bow on that. Like that, I I just thought it would be good to talk about on the, on the podcast. It's something that just happened, and it, we didn't plan on doing this, but like you said, like we no. had to do it. So. <laughs>
1: pure entertainment. That's why we do this. <laughs>
0: yeah. So w- one topic we really did want to talk about today was, uh, at least especially here in the Northeast, right? It's it's January, it's freezing cold. The new COVID variant is whatever running around here. And as we've been saying forever, like these venues see that they're losing money or not making the amount of money that they were making in the fall and, and pre-New Year's Eve uh, time period. And people are starting to cut gigs or try to cut money or take away the happy hour shifts or the, the, the opener shift or whatever it might be. And we've been warning you guys. And now it's really, really happening because it's happening at our accounts and with our DJs.
1: We've been talking about this month since September because you have the influx in September. It starts to peter out. Uh, sometime uh, beginning on November picks back up because of Thanksgiving Eve and the holidays and then dies after New Year's. We just so happened to get hit with this, this variant and, you know, it spread like wildfire throughout a couple of the bars and nightclubs through staff. Um, and that kind of was a, an eye opener to management and ownership. And they knew coming out of New Year's, what it looks like when it's 11 degrees at night. Um, yeah. Nobody goes out, especially on a Friday.
0: Listen, it doesn't help that Christmas and New Year's Eve fell on a Friday and Saturday weekend, which took away. There's a lot of factors. A million. There's like numerous numbers and numbers of factors that have affected this slow part of the year. New Year's resolutions. People don't drink in the first month. Like there's just a million reasons why it's not going to be good.
1: Between dry January, between having Friday and Saturday, New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. huge revenue streams were lost. You get, when, when you have a Friday and Saturday Christmas, it kills our business. And then you also have to take into consideration that all of these businesses are doing their Q4 end of year. And they're like, well, this is what we did in entertainment. We know it's going to be slow. We got to cut back. So like you said, like that happy hour gig that I did last week, well, I was going to go do it this week and now it's not there. Yeah. Um, And I was banking on that as my extra set for the week instead of playing Saturday afternoon. But I would always play when I'm here. I was like, okay, I'll just take the happy hour set. It's not as much money, but it's still money. Um, And then that gets canceled. Uh, and, And that's going to happen. So this is why like earlier on when things are busy and you think you can pick and choose gigs, it's important that if you're doing this for financial reasons, to take those gigs early on when it's busy and work yourself to death in September, October, November. And then in January, you might be forced to take a little break. I'd rather be forced to take a break uh, now and and like kill myself early fall. um, than scramble for gigs come January. Cause this is the, this isn't new. This is every single year. This isn't right. plan like,
0: for a trip, plan for a weekend, a week or a weekend in, in somewhere warm in January, because it's the time to do it.
1: We said that we always went, we went to St. Thomas several times in January. We we've, we've done multiple hot vacations in January, do like a Sunday to Thursday thing. And then you can come back for the weekend and work your couple gigs and make some of that money back, you know, or, yeah, Think early. Another good way, something that we did uh, pre-pandemic was we built in a gig or two on vacation, just to kind of like offset, yeah, offset. Off cost. Um, and then you can like wind up writing off some of your vacation because you are working on vacation. So there are multiple uh, multiple ways to, to to tackle going away in January and then still being able to to get some work in, um, and then also help your tax situation. So I don't know, just some things to, to think about for the younger guys who, because a lot of you got to remember here, cream, a lot of the guys that we're using currently, and I, I'm sure that a lot of, a lot of young DJs out there that came out of the pandemic, they weren't DJing content four days a week. Pre-pandemic, right? This is their first go around here. You can't expect them to know it all because, yeah. because what happens is it's like, Oh shit. Like we can preach it, but until you live it, and so you live, you know, it, it, it sometimes takes it to be a reality in your world for it to really sink in. Right. You know, we, you and I can sit here on this podcast all day long and tell people this is how it is. This is how it is. Well,
0: yeah. Think back to January is where you and I were like, yo, I have like five open dates this month. And it's like, you know, it's Christmas. And we're like, what the hell are we going to do? Like, we need to fill our gigs. Like we're not, we're not really booked out. And then you start scrambling and you start hitting all these people up, but you have to realize everyone's doing that including all the DJs who do private events because private events are super slow once January right. hits. So, there are so many f- fewer gigs and so many more DJs trying to get those gigs. It's it it makes it a lot tougher. So, I think something that you and I have both done throughout our careers and something that I think you guys need to start thinking about is there there's two ways of building your business and ensuring that you have gigs, even in this dead January and February, right? You either have an amazing relationship with one nightlife group or a couple venues, one owner who is ride or die for you, right? They will take care of you on a slow night. They're paying you full on all the special nights. You're the DJ, like that's your residency, right? Or your home base or the group that you're going to do whatever you got to do for, and you know that they're going to give you enough gigs to fill out your month and they're not going to screw you over. Right? Yeah. The other way is to create a lot of relationships with a lot of different people and a lot of different venues so that when one or two venues, let's say books, less DJs, or, or isn't, or is doing a band on a night or just doing something else on a night, brings in another promotion company to try and create some interest in a night you have all these other relationships that you can now lean on to fill in the rest of your month, and you have to be one or the other because if you're not, you're going to get lost in no man's land.
1: So this is this is a perfect scenario of where where you come from and where I come from, and and, and how our careers have um, have taken off in, in, in completely separate ways. And, and the, the way I, I, I was always, I stuck to one place and was very, and not, that doesn't mean every night. That means I, I think I had a Saturday every, I would take like an every Thursday, cause that's a tough night to get a residency for. And then probably a Saturday and then fill in my, my Fridays and my Sundays. Um, and then do, and that my and my Thursday, Saturday residency, I'd take all of their big days. And then when January and February hit, they would never, ever, ever, they would never think about cutting me. And I'd say, oh, will you take $150 today? Or will you take $200 today and you can leave at midnight? It's like, they'll never, they they would consider that a slap in the face because they know I still have bills. You know, right. that my bills haven't changed from August to, or from September to, to January. They're, they're still the same. Right. And they think um, back to
0: parade day and... Santa con and all the big, the big events that you helped or were involved in where they made, you know, probably triple what they would normally make in a regular Saturday, let's say.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like I had a bar that I used to do on, on on St. Patty's day and it it was, you know, they, they clear a hundred grand, no problem that day. Yeah. I wasn't, I was getting more money, but like, it wasn't like a percentage. It wasn't like a percentage. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, so when you do do that, and you do have a relationship with like a personal relationship, not just a working relationship. Because when you, when, when you're in a place so often you do wind up having personal relationships, actually come to think of it. That owner just hit me up yesterday or two days ago to hang out. Um, so like that's, and I haven't seen him in years, Dave. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So he, he hit me up. He's got like two kids and everything. He's like, come out, come hang out, come see me. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen him in years. It was out of the blue. Um, and then you sent me a dope playlist. And anyway, so you know, when that happens, they they're when, when the slow season comes, they feel bad. You you won't get cut, you won't get asked to 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 cut your cut your gigs even. I like I never even had a Thursday cut. You know, but like you you come to with a mutual understanding that hey, like this is gonna be tough, this is how it is. Um, and then you have a, a, a mutual respect for each other too. And I think that's I always Cherish those scenarios. I like those scenarios, um, but you you excelled doing the other, going the other way.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I also, I mean, I had a residency in Hoboken for like, I don't know, eight years in a row, probably at one point yeah. every Saturday. So I, I've true. done both, but I always made it a point to make sure that I was I was spreading myself around so that all right, maybe there's one place that I'm at every week but the rest of my nights I'm making sure I'm playing different venues for a number of reasons, right? Like I want to, I want to play for different crowds. I want to play different rooms with different styles. I, I just think that opens you up to a greater fan base. You can meet more people, more opportunities, and you know, you still have to make those personal connections that will allow you to get booked again. And you still have to do a great job DJing. And like, that's kind of a given, but I I just, I don't know. I, I think either way works. You just have to make sure you're doing one or the other or else you're yeah. going to have zero gigs. And, and we bring, we brought up the personal relationship thing and the network parting of it. But like, that's a big part of it too. It's like how you treat people, how you talk to people when you're there. Do you introduce yourself? Do you, do you talk to everybody? You say hi to everybody. Do you help security at the end of the night? Like that'll ingrain you in a place very quickly when you're doing all those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what, that's what gets, you, gets, gets you rehired. And that's what keeps you around during these, these slim, slim months. Yeah. Um, but during these months, you're going to see bookings come up. You can have a booking come up that looks like a bad booking, right? Um, but there, you never know. There might be somebody in the room that you can make a connection with <laughs> to project you down the rest of the year in a really positive way. Um, and that happened to us in. Not to say that our booking in Atlantic City in Atlantic City was a bad booking, but we did know it'll be a slower night because it was January first. Uh, it was the night after New Year's Eve, so you knew yeah. it was going to be a thinner night. Um, but went into it and wound up being able to talk to to somebody who books a lot in Atlantic City and 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 sit down and have a really good conversation. Where I think if it wasn't as slow that conversation doesn't happen. Okay, right. He's running around, you're running around. So you got to take advantage sometimes of the downtime when you can get in the ear of the decision maker. Yeah. Um, because it, that, like I said, like that, it might look like a, a, a bad night or a slow night and you, you're kind of down on yourself because of it. Like, Oh God, we didn't draw people or, you know, nobody came out to see us when circumstantial. Circumstantially, like you're set up for disaster, no matter what happens. You know, unless you're Tiësto, you know, or Swedish House Mafia. It's like I'm not bringing people. Like I mean, they were even pushing people over to James hype when James, and it's you know, for obviously jack shit compared to James hype. So like, that's that's just like you just got to put yourself in the room at that point. Put yourself in the room. Put yourself in the position for for uh to talk to that person and make make a quality conversation out of it and hopefully good things come.
0: Listen, we're, we're all just, we're all just happy to be in the room or playing in Atlantic city period. Right. So whenever I go there, like, of course, I want 3000 people in front of me going crazy, but you know, we go in, we did the best job we could for who's in the room and and that's it. And we had the conversation with the the decision maker person. And after that conversation, I, I don't remember who said it, but one of us said, you know, if we weren't even DJing tonight, this trip was completely worth it, you know? Yeah. Because it was such a great conversation and it's going to set us up for for future business and uh, hopefully a a growing business relationship and hopefully being able to to help some of our DJs break into that market. So you never know who's in the room. You never know, you know, maybe the owner is there that you don't know. Maybe he owns five other places and he hears you play for a small room and get a small room going and boom, like, They're gonna want you to play all their venues, or you know, maybe you're playing the side room and it's dead, and you do a great job, and then the next time they put you in the in the main room. Like, there's just so many times where playing, no matter doing your best and playing your best set, even when the room is not the best, can help you. And and we all fall into it where like it just sucks, it's slow. There's nobody here. There's no energy. Well, if you create energy, there'll be a little more energy, even if it's only ten people. And I think it's important to think about things that way. And we all do it. Every one of us does it sometimes where we're like, damn, like we kind of put it go into like, you know, like autopilot or something where it's just like, I'm just going to play a safe, whatever. We're going to sit in 126 and we're just going to play the rest of the night. But like, if you really rock the set, I think it just helps you so much, so much more. It, it, it's the staff's really listening to you play because it's not busy. The manager's really listening to you play. If the owner's there, they're listening because it's slow. So that's the most important time to do your best when the people that are really important that make the decisions are listening
1: to you. It's because we, we hire so many DJs currently and we do have some sets that are off times. So a brunch, which could be slow. My, my, my brunch was slow as shit on Saturday.
0: (laughs) Everything's Um, been slow as shit for the last week, two weeks. So it's not a venue based thing. It's just, it's just how we are right now
1: right so i I, it's really important don't get caught fucking around on your phone don't get caught walking away from the dj booth don't get caught going to hang out with your friends at the bar it's easy to do that i understand the temptation i understand the ease of it it's something that i was i don't i'm not into playing mixes i don't do it i don't even keep them i don't keep too many on my on my computer um That's just not me because you just don't know. You could play a track and those five people at the bar, which this did happen to me on Saturday, the five people that were sitting actually right next to me uh, having brunch, got up and started dancing and they danced for two and a half hours and they just kept ordering shots and drinks over. So now the bar made an extra 200 bucks and that puts money in my bartender's pockets. It puts money in the drawer and now they don't think about cutting me next week canceling the dj next week yeah and that's hugely important i don't care if there's five or six people there do not put a fucking mix on and go on your phone it's bullshit like it's what are you there for they'll put on spotify or soundcloud really what are you there for yeah you have no reason no you're stealing
0: money at least be up there and be present that you're like pretending to do your job
1: (laughs) right right if you want to fuck around on your phone, then go on, you know, pull up your iMessenger on your computer at least and surf the internet on your computer. So it looks like you're doing something. Listen, my hands raised guilty is charged. I've done it. I know, <laughs> but what I'm, but like, what I'm saying is like, you know, if, if you're trying to make your name in a place or in a market or with a, with a hospitality <laughs> group, it, it these are the most important things that you should be doing to, Make an impression. You can't make an impression by standing there on your with your head in your phone while you play a mix. Everybody knows what you're doing. People aren't like management isn't stupid anymore. Yeah, Where, like you could have got you. You were able to get away with mix like back in the day, and like they they everybody thought you were live mashing everything like with mashups. Everybody thought you were live mashing. It. Oh, that was sick. You know, like you can't get away with that anymore. Everybody knows <laughs> that all this stuff is pre done um so management's not stupid they know what you're doing like d- just dj just do your job because if i'm management i'm ownership i'd fire you on the spot and then you're not getting paid because this is lazy because you're just taking money out of my pocket because i'll put on spotify i'll put on your soundcloud you the dj who i just fired i'll put your soundcloud on yeah you know what i mean i i just it it, it it's easy 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 to do in these slow times and I just want to let everybody know don't get caught doing it.
0: Yeah, that's something that'll piss managers off instantly. Like
1: instantly. Yeah, you know who's cleaning up that mess? <laughs> when it's our DJs. Yeah. <laughs> but um so yeah, it it's just it's just <coughs> one of those things. You just have to show worth. So, like some kind of worth.
0: Yeah. Something else that we've talked about with our guys, and and this this might be a little different at all different markets from depending on where you're listening. But I think when things get slower, you have to be really cognizant of who's in the room, what music is working, and you really have to be a DJ. You can't just sit in a genre and stay there all night because there are many options for people to jump around to. So if you're sitting in one zone that someone doesn't like, they're gonna leave because there's twenty other places that they could go to that might play the music they want to hear. So when it's lighter, it's a lot harder to play EDM all night. You know, it's a lot harder to play hip hop all night. You got to change people's ears and you got to play different stuff. I I mean, I think that's kind of, no matter what your set is, but especially when things are slower.
1: Yeah. Well, because when you're playing 128 bangers to a room of 50 people, it, it sounds and looks stupid. Yeah. In my opinion, like I walk into a room and like, you know, the biggest big room songs on there's 30, 40 people there. I'm like, I just don't this doesn't it
0: yeah, just looks weird. it looks weird.
1: Yeah, it's weird. You now this song is made for like a festival of like thousands upon thousands of people. Right. Um so to play those remixes with like hip hop in them would be a good way to do it. And like bounce in and out every three or four songs. Uh I was guilty of this for probably my last, I think three, three weeks I was up here or two weeks I was up here and I made a a conscious decision to like really shy away from what my normal set would look like on Saturday. And I had multiple staff members be like, that didn't sound like you at all. Um, they're like somebody had come and asked if you were actually DJing, um, (laughs) Because it was just like this conscious effort to be different and to really engage with the crowd instead of expecting the crowd to engage with a song that I played. Right. Especially when when you're playing in the same room a lot, like, you
0: know, staff gets to know your style and regulars get to know your style. So you you got to do that sometimes just to change, change it up.
1: But this was all based on a lot of feedback that we've been getting from other bars. This wasn't a particular situation with that nightclub. Um, it was, it's really, it was based on feedback from like three other places that, that we play at. And there's been a repetition of quote unquote, too much EDM. And that's exactly what everybody's saying Too, this DJ plays too much EDM or your DJs play too much EDM. It's like, shit, let me go look back at my set list. because Maybe I'm playing too much EDM. And that that was that was the truth. Like there were there were times where you just it's it's lazy, it's a laziness of DJ. I always think like I, I get it, like I guess it's not a laziness because well it's
0: just preference because I mean a lot of our guys make house music, it's just what they like and what they make, but there's it's a difference between our being an open format dj in hoboken and being a bass house producer that's worldwide like there's a there's a big difference difference. yeah and you you just have to recognize that it's okay i don't i don't want to play open format but i do because i know i want to get asked to come back
1: so right right i i I say laziness because i when i decide that i want to be lazy that's what i do i'll just sit in 128 same same um so that's why i say lazy i'm not i'm not calling anybody else lazy that's myself being lazy uh, because I just, I'm like, all right, well, here's a, here's like comfort zone. I can mix this. No problem. I know exactly where everything's dropping off and coming in and, and d- right. done. No matter what song is. I have never have to hear it before. For me, when, um, p- when playing hip hop, like I have no control
0: where like, when I play hip hop, I can only rip through hip hop. So like, if I'm going to play hip hop, I'm going to play a hundred songs in 40 <laughs> minutes. Like the halftime challenge.
1: Yeah, the, like half-time half-time. Challenge, <laughs> the halftime challenge, guys. I gotta tell you I, everybody about this. This is this was a fun, this was a fun thing we did back uh at when, when we played uh Ainsworth um with the posh models uh for football season a while ago, right?
0: Yeah, um, years ago.
1: Years ago. Many, many years ago. And Kareem would turn to me because we would play together every Sunday, right? I kind of forgot about that. We play a lot. We had, two, we
0: had two separate sets, but we'd always hang
1: out, basically. Right. So he turned to me and go, all right, it's halftime. How many songs do you think I could slam in here? <laughs> and we would ha- always have like a bet. Halftime's 15 minutes. I was like, I don't know, 18? You know, if you can try I to I think the over-under was
0: always like 15.
1: I think 15 was. If you can get one a minute. Yeah. Which just seems like nothing now. But it's still tough because I tried it the other day. And I'm like, this is, this is is this is tough. You just have to know where you're going. Like if you have a
0: specific crate that's built out to to like party rock real quick and you have like 20 songs in there, you can just rip through those as quickly as you can because those are probably songs you've played a lot and you just know,
1: you know? So I challenge you guys this weekend. It's the playoffs. We might have a little bit more of a crowd than, than, than we have the last few weeks because people are coming out to see their team. They're excited about the playoffs. It's kind of like the season starts over almost. Um, I challenge you guys to do a little halftime challenge. And I, I want to know. How many, how many tracks you guys can fit in that 15 minutes?
0: The football party I've been
1: playing recently. Doesn't, we don't play game sound. So like there is no
0: halftime oh, challenge anymore. Sucks.
1: Damn. Okay.
0: I <laughs> mean, I guess I could still do it, but.
1: <laughs> Why not <laughs> set the clock and go. Yeah.
0: All right. I think this is a good point to wrap, right? I don't know. Yeah,
1: for sure. I I always to I always like to end talking a little music and, and, and that, that's definitely a nice place to, to end, end up. And I, you know, hopefully everybody has has good sets and, and take some of that stuff away with them into their sets this weekend. So
0: yeah, don't get frustrated. Like winter's here, but like it, we'll be okay. We'll be okay.
1: Yeah, we'll be fine. But don't put yourself in a position where you, you you're going to be asked to leave a place. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's the last thing we need. Right. So just suck it up, power through, do your best, be a
0: good DJ, and you know, April will be here soon enough.
1: Yeah, uh, St. Patty's. Once, so, once St. Paddy's hits, we're, we're six weeks out from St. Paddy's. Like it's, it's here, you know, just, Yeah, but before, you know, because the playoffs will pick up a little bit before you know it, it's going to be St. Patty. It'll, it'll be uh, leprechaun. And then the, all the parade days throughout, throughout our area. So good stuff cream.
0: All right, man. Um, where are you at this weekend?
1: Tonight, Thursday. it's uh, going to be yesterday. I think by the time this comes out, um Latin night at 626 uh and then back at my regular i get to play regular set residency at 626 tomorrow night took off saturday afternoon actually uh i'll be attending my dad's retirement party so that'll be fun and then i'm playing the ashford uh saturday night and then sunday fat taco in hoboken nice
0: uh, I have a pretty light week this week. I'm at common ground in New York City tonight. Um, I'm actually off tomorrow. I got some family stuff going down. Saturday, Wicked Wolf. Sunday, I'm off. So light week for me after like a crazy Man. long weekend last weekend. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. So sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Down. My name is Cream. Gary W. Talk to you guys later. Peace. All
1: right, peace.